Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Bad Boys for Life. Directed by Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falah, Bad Boys for Life is the action comedy sequel to Bad Boys 2 from 2003 and the third film in the Bad Boys franchise, which began in 1995. Bad Boys for Life is out now, so if you haven't watched the film yet, but you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. This movie has been in development for over a decade, and I was hoping for Bad Boys 3. Number 3. Didn't get that. Instead, we got Bad Boys for Life. How do you like that as a title? I mean, I mean, it, it does. It fits. You know, it's that mantra that they say it's, it's all in there. But if they had just saved it for a potential fourth movie... Not potential, now confirmed yes. fourth movie. Anyway... So that, that would have been good. Bad Boys for Life for the fourth one. I just I'm going to bring that up again when we... You know, we could talk about it later. later. <laughs> I just knew going into this movie, they were going to say Bad Boys for Life a lot, and they did not they disappoint. Did. <laughs> anyway, development for over a decade with multiple delays for various different reasons holding it up. Even Michael Bay wasn't sure if he would return once again to direct. Of course he didn't. The two blokes you name-checked in the opening, well done on the pronunciation... We got there eventually. Will Smith, Martin Lawrence returned. Jason, you have the plot. After an assassination attempt on his partner, Mike Lowry, who's played by Will Smith, Marcus Burnett, played by Martin Lawrence, decides that it is time to retire. Attempts at a quiet life are interrupted when Mike and Marcus decide to work together one last time to bring down the mysterious assassin who starts murdering people involved in an old case mate so i don't know how much we spoke about um, you know my excitement or lack thereof going into this movie the trailers for this i know they excited you but i was like this looks like a silly dumb sort of action movie i was like i was very concerned i love those first two movies i just was not excited going into this now this movie was so much better than I thought it was going to be. My hopes were high. I, I was probably, not quite at a 10, but I was at a 9. <laughs> I was really eager for this film. That can be risky because in Can be. I remember watching the first movie, VHS, and I was in high school. Second movie I watched at the cinema, picked it up on Blu-ray. I have watched and loved those first two movies for as long as I can remember. And yeah, in development for like a decade and they finally made this third movie and I was trying not to get too excited. We're not just getting a third Bad Boys. Martin Lawrence is back. A long hiatus from film. I think the last thing I saw him in was a TV series with Kelsey Grammer. We've not seen him on the big screen in a very long time. So as well as being excited for Bad Boys, I was excited for Martin Lawrence and for Lawrence and Will Smith back together. And let me say... The chemistry, they did not skip a beat. It, it was... I mean, like I said, you know, going, I was concerned that this was going to be like a lot of, I guess, film franchises that have been revived in recent years where it's just sort of, wow, that was underwhelming and unnecessary. And, you know, like... what? But no, these two guys, Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, back together, it's as if we never left them or they never left us. Well... Will Smith looks oh, okay. like Will Smith. No. 
Martin Lawrence, big fan of Martin Lawrence, but he looks oh yes, yeah, you yeah, know, like quite different to how we last saw him in two thousand and three. And if you go back like I did to watch the first one from ninety five, he's really skinny in that one. Well, like you even said, you know, we haven't seen Martin Lawrence on screen. He's been for away. a long time, so. I just assumed he still looked like Martin Lawrence from whenever... What was that one random movie he did, you know, like 10 years ago or whatever? That's my memory of him. Yes, they do look different, but the two guys, the two characters, they've aged. Like, the characters have differences. That did worry me, the ageing. Because you've mentioned... When you were talking about, you know, franchises going back to them, Rambo last year. Right, yeah. Where it was more like Stallone than Rambo on screen for me. I did struggle, and I knew we were going to get it in this movie, just like we did in Lethal Weapon 4. Mel Gibson isn't as fast, as capable as he used to be, and that's going to be reflected here. But what I did like how they played with that is it was always a case of the stronger together. So when you've got the bad guy up on the roof, Mike Lowry, Will Smith, and he's getting his ass kicked... Well, even in his prime, he may have still gotten his ass kicked because the whole thing with bad boys, ride together, die together. Yes, they say it in the film. <laughs> it's, them, it's them two together. And that's where they're at the most powerful or the most competent. And, and they have that here. Like, it feels like things have happened in the years that you know we've been away from these guys, but it feels natural. It feels real. They feel like the same guys, and I'm saying that in the best way. It's not a negative... Yeah, it feels like we're catching up with these guys X amount of years later. It works. From where we, it, yeah. it really does work. I just They've even got the guy, the boyfriend back, knocking at the door, they're intimidating. <laughs> and then now he's getting married to yeah. Marcus's daughter. Uh, nice nostalgic moment, but not like in-your-face nostalgic, where it's just like, remember that one guy, remember that really funny scene from that one movie? It was the second one. The second it? one, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And a big smile on my face just because the amazing scene from the second movie. And here's that guy. And they're getting married. I love it. It's great. And Michael Bay didn't come back as director. The cameos. But he's got a cameo. <laughs> and for some reason, I, I know, I really know what he looks like. I didn't realise I didn't until I saw him. Like, as soon as he was on screen, like, if you would have said to me, I don't know, I could probably maybe not describe Michael Bay, but as soon as he was on screen straight away, it's like, well, that's Michael Bay. <laughs> there he is right there. Well, he's got, like, you know, the long blonde kind of hair, blondish Tingy brown, and it doesn't matter. And it's you know what it looks it's like. like the passing of the torch. I really liked him in this, and you know what, he delivered his lines well. Like he was good. Yeah. Well, he's still a producer. You know, he's involved in the project to some extent. Seeing Don Simpson and Jay Bruckheimer at the opening of this movie got me really nostalgia as well. Nostalgic, should I say? Because <laughs> you don't see that production team together very often. Mm. I think they're coming back. Are they? Did they do Top Gun together? And they're coming back with a new one, or is that just? Bruckheimer. Either way, it was good seeing them together Just for this to movie. See the names, yeah. We've got Conrad Howard, uh, or the character, sorry, well, Joe Pantoliano. Joe Pants. Love him. <laughs> He's that, great. Is that what the kids call him, Joe Pants? Yes, so. <laughs> he, he is brilliant. He's a really good police captain. He's up there with a guy from Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> He's really good at shouting... All his lines. And just getting yeah, just getting frazzled and fed up with these two these two cops who do their own thing but you know, they're getting it done. The moment where he says he's referring to Mike Lowry and he's like he's like a son to me. 
Yeah. That really got me. I really did believe. <laughs> I believed that. Well, let's talk about when Mike Lowry is shot. Okay, yeah. Very I mean, early, you very know early he movie. doesn't die. Let's back up, though. Let's back up. Because I There's watched this movie on the Sunday. It was released here in Australia on the Thursday. And on Saturday, the studio confirmed Bad Boys 4. So <laughs> I went into this movie feeling like... Well, at no point was I concerned for the safety of Mike and Marcus at all. Because that fourth movie has been confirmed. The same writer's coming right, back. Okay. So I'm watching it. Oh, okay, so when he got shot, bang, 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 three times or whatever, and he falls down. I was surprised they gave him six months recovery time. I think if it had been back in 2003 with the second movie, maybe six days or six <laughs> hours, he'd have been back on his feet. So he's older and they gave him more time to recover. So yeah, he's shot, he's back up, his pride is hurt, all of this. But the captain... Let's talk about the captain because of that I did not see coming. Yes, I mean, and he is the he essentially is you know I want to call him glue, but maybe not. But he's a thread from those old movies as well, you know, coming through, and he's been through the whole thing, you know, along with us with these guys, and to to lose his character, you know, like um, so everything's falling apart. But it, it's I mean, they they use his character as I guess a, a motivational tool. Because the the characters get to this crossroads where you know, um, you, you know, Marcus is like, no, we're retired. That's it. It's happening. Um, Mike is, I'm on this mission to you know get revenge on this sort of thing. And then it's like, no, I'm defeated. I think I'm gonna have to step back. This is it. Like I'm with you now. And then yeah, he gets done in, and it's like, no, now they've got a new mission. It's the same, essentially the same goal, but it's it's motivated by something different. Personal loss. I mean, yeah. they don't call it out. I'm assuming it's his granddaughter whose game he was at when he was walk. He was walking away from mm. the game and he gets shot. His granddaughter or horrific. Or something. Yeah, he can't be his daughter because he is not a young man. <laughs> and yeah, it was it was a good bonding moment for for Mike and Conrad. And slow. This movie has a lot of slow moments like that. And I say slow again. That sounds really negative, but it's like and you're not talking quiet... about the slow motion. No, <laughs> no quiet moments. I should yeah, say. Yeah. yeah. Where you know they're having a nice conversation, whether they're you know being reflecting, you know reflecting on their lives, where they're at now, what they should do, you know talking about family, what things mean, what's their purpose. They're really nice, and it's between these characters who we know when they're talking and, and having these conversations with one another, they're meaning what they're saying, and it's the other one's listening and actually taking them because they care what the yeah. other one thinks. Oh yeah, man, yeah, no, that, that is there. What I will say is that because go back to Bad Boys One, right? Two TV stars, Martin Lawrence, who was top billed at the time, and Will Smith. And Martin Lawrence was still top billed in the second movie. This movie is the first time Will Smith is top billed. (laughs) But anyway, in that first one, 95, two TV stars. Martin Lawrence had his sitcom Martin. Will Smith had Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. First time movie director, Michael Bay, who had a background in music videos. That was the team. And then bad boys happened. <laughs> and then we got a glimpse into who Michael Bay was. And then bad boys Two showed us what Michael Bay can do when he turns it all the way up to 11. And what's yeah, that term that people have crowned? Is that Bayanism? I think that's a term for like what Michael Bay does. <laughs> the explosions, the gloss, the shiny, the and sexy. It's, the... So it, it's loud and bright colours. It's all of that slow-mo 
And what I like about what they did in this third movie is that it still felt like it was a part of the same franchise. They were able to turn it down slightly and have those quieter moments, but you yeah. still had those low angles, oh, slow motion, arms that... outstretched, holding guns. So it still looks like it was part of that franchise, yeah. but you're right, they did find time to slow There's an aesthetic it to it that matches. And it, yeah, and, and if you just told someone, you know, someone who doesn't, if someone who knows the Michael Bay movies but then goes in and doesn't know anything else, you know, if you're like, oh, this one's directed by Michael Bay as well, they'd probably believe you. They'd say, oh, yeah, like I can see that. Because there's enough shots in here that are of those Bayanisms. Bayanism. <laughs> there we go. Hard word to say. Honestly, Will oh, Smith, Martin Lawrence together, I could watch them all day. I. It's very rare. Like, I find. When I find a movie funny, I'll, I'll chuckle, I'll laugh. Usually under my breath or certainly you know, in my mind, I'm like, that's funny. I'm enjoying this. This movie actually had me laughing out like uncontrollably, like I felt awkward after doing so. I was like, I keep making noises. Like, I'm moment, sorry, everybody. <laughs> I, can't, I can't recall what it was. And I only watched this last night, but there's a moment towards the end and I laughed loud. My cinema packed, which is great to see. And you know, this yeah. is doing great at the box office, but this was a packed cinema. And there was a funny thing in the movie that I laughed at. And very quickly noticed I was the only one laughing. <laughs> Can't remember what it was. I need was to watch it, it a second time. Was it on the plane? No, no, no. no. I it was, found myself it was, laughing. It was after. It was plane. like literally at like the end, end of the movie, and I laughed at something. And oh, okay, this is like this is maybe not meant to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm laughing. But did you have a packed screening? Um, I think so. I didn't notice when we were in there, but when we were leaving, I was like, oh, quite a lot of people. Kind of. I mean, you look at the box office; it's doing really well. And Good, open, yeah. opening weekend, a couple of days in. For them to greenlit part four yeah. is pretty impressive. It's funny, like it's, it's it's actually frustrating because it's like I wanted to go pick up like a nice like Blu-ray box set of the of the trilogy or something. Now, right, now, yeah. now I feel like I need to wait well, until I've, a fourth movie. I recently I just have to buy them separately. I rebought Bad Boys one and two in a box mm. set. It was really cheap because my copies are Region Two UK. Anyway, so I own it twice <laughs> on DVD. So when when they finish. However many Bad Boys movies that will be, I'll get a nice Blu-ray set. <laughs> oh, but for now, DVD. Um, what else do we have here? Let's talk about Ammo. I was concerned, especially when I yeah. saw Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, well, it's the high school musical I girl. Mean, her I know aside, she's done other things. Yeah. <laughs> her aside, what I see here is... What I saw in the trailer was, oh, they're doing that thing where they bring in a young team and, you know, they... You know, it's like they're trying to show, you know, each other up and it's like they're actually shit and it's the old guys that are like, you know, like this is how it's done. Yeah. That's not what this is no, about. No, but that's what it looks like. And I was getting flashbacks to The Expendables 3. Right. Can you remember the whole point of that franchise was to bring the old action stars back and then in that third movie, <laughs> you just had like the young actors and, it's, and the sidelining Stallone and everyone yep. else. That doesn't happen here, and it turns out that Ammo is a very capable team. And you know what? Likeable characters. I mean, it takes a while with some with the with the two guys, but you know, after a couple of scenes, you're like, "Hang on, I like these guys." Like, there's this character to them. and Vanessa Hutchins is pretty. She is, <laughs> but I don't quite know how to pronounce her name. The actress playing Rita. Um, let's say, let's say. Pueblo Nunez. Nunez, okay. Pueblo Nunez. <laughs> but Rita, wow. 
Well, she is incredible. And no, I was she, having, she's not a character from a previous no, movie. No, brand new. I was having flashbacks to first seeing Rebecca Ferguson in Mission Impossible oh, Fallout. Right, okay. <laughs> wow, she you're is... In a, you're in a in, place. Yes, yes. So you're watching Kelly, <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens, Hudgens even, not Hudgens, Hudgens. And I'm like, wow, Rita is incredible. But also on the team, we've got Alexander Ludwig as Dawn and Charles Milton as Rafe. Did you know? Did you pick up the, um, or notice when, I think it's Will Smith's character, he says, refers to him as like the high school musical team or something. Yeah, that's And I was right. like, that's a bit of... Uh, yeah, well, yeah. that's, again, Hudgens. That's, <laughs> yeah. She did it. She, that's that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's that's... also in all the trailers. But that's... <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah, obviously zoned out of those, right? You know, I feel about them. But no, enjoyable, likable characters. They all kind of had a different sort of role, but you know, a bit of comedy to them and not annoying. Action comedy, man. I love action comedies. 48 Hours, Beverly Hills Cop, all of those, you know, and then often it's an action movie with comedic moments. Mm. And that's what I'd say about this. It's an action film, but you've got two comedians or comedy actors in the lead and it's really funny but then because you've got these really good actors they're able to like deliver on the the drama yeah so they if the character needs to play it straight they will and it and it, it works within the scenes and it, yeah everything unfolds i'm hoping that this is going to open the gates i want to go back to martin lawrence because i'm you know <laughs> i'm a big is fan back? of martin is lawrence back to i film? hope so i mean we've been talking for a long time how eddie murphy's back like, Will Smith, is had a few bombs. Like, Gemini Man, I want to see it. I haven't yet, but that didn't do too well. So he's not had big hits recently. So I'm hoping that this is going to bring Will Smith further to the top. I mean, it's... And Lawrence as well. It's probably a conversation, a bigger conversation for another day, but it's like, you know, gone are the days of, you know, a single star can, can make money for your movie. It's You still need... I, the movie needs to still be good. A good story. Will Smith you know, is that. one of the last, and and, and I've got to say, if I'm gonna, if I can, I know Brad Pitt's having a bit a bit of a moment. Once upon a time in Hollywood, it because did, you could argue that Tom Cruise is still up there. You know, he's the one for me. Like Tom Cruise is definitely up there. But because at the same time, Tom Cruise movies can still not do well at the box office if it's not a good movie. True, but Will he Smith often, movies is but he often puts example. out a good movie like American Made, which was a smaller Tom Cruise movie, but it's brilliant. But then you get something like Oblivion, for example. Yeah, but then you've got him doing Top Gun Two and oh, well, all it, yeah. the Mission Impossibles. But Just we, like Will Smith, you get him doing Aladdin. You get him doing Bad oh, Boys. I'm, sorry, I'm saying Will Smith is you know, not in a big movie. Aladdin, what was it, a billion dollars? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Will, Will Smith's all right. But Tom Cruise, though, we, for me, like you know, when I'm looking at a movie star, like what he puts into his craft, like you know what's happening behind the scenes, like when it goes with the stunts and everything yeah. else. But we're not here to talk about Tom Cruise. <laughs> Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, I'm hoping that they're just going to keep going. Keep doing what they're doing. But this does have both action and comedy. And for me, those two things don't get in the way of the other thing. And it gels perfectly. I think they bounce off. They escalate one another. Like, you need a bit of downtime from the from the action. You've got a comedic scene. Or if your your action scene is getting too big and ridiculous, it's like, let's throw in some humour just to, just to pat it all out, you know? Let's talk about Mike's family. We need to talk Mike about Mike has family. a family? I was concerned when you've got the characters referred to 
As a witch. Oh, uh, Herb Escape, by the way. <laughs> fantastic action sequence and horrific. That was a really <laughs> good prison break. But when she's... Good early opening scene. It yeah. was, but when she's the prison guard or whoever is like chatting to her and she starts doing like whispering her cantations and people say, she's a witch, she's a witch. And that woman, she goes to like, hold her eyes. And I'm like, oh, please don't start just like randomly <laughs> bleeding from the eyes. I was concerned that the third movie in the franchise, they were legitimately going to introduce <laughs> witchcraft and supernatural elements. Yeah, why not? <laughs> we don't get that. Instead, we find out that Will Smith, Mike Lowry... As a super son. Super son. Well, he's almost superhuman. Like He's very capable oh, he and everything is, else. Yeah. Oh, he's well-skilled, well well-trained. And yeah, I was I was shocked by that to the point where I I thought that it wasn't going to be true. Yeah, so when I mean, he ended it's, up being it's a late, fat... It's a, I call it a late review. I mean, it's, in, it's probably the start of the third act where it's revealed, but then we still don't know for sure. It's just Mike's speculation or his assumption, his guess... It's later on confirmed. I mean, he, and... he got to that quickly. <laughs> like, when he got all sad, I'm like, why is he sad? Oh, wow. Yeah. That was a leap. He was right. Well, the, the whole movie was set up with, um, you know, Mike. There was a hint of, like, at the, at the start, you know, like a plot point. Oh, there's, you know, only one person I've ever loved before. or I've only been in love once. And I was thinking, I was like, oh, they're going to bring back, like, you know, Marcus's sister or whatever or something. I was like, where's this going? Or... Is it, is it going to turn out to be, um, you know, Rita? But, no, but he adds so much to Mike's backstory. And like Marcus does. calls him out. Oh, so this explains why he dressed like a drug dealer. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know? it's like, Rita made Mike Lowry. Yeah, on one... Oh, no, not Rita. That's the other one. Isabel. <laughs> she made Mike Lowry. On one hand, you know, it's sort of like, you know, are they rewriting history? And it's like, I mean, little, they are. A little bit. But, but I mean, it's, it's only the third movie. They're allowed to. Uh, yeah, I mean... Wh- just because we didn't see it in the, but that's the thing. The see four it. hours of movie we saw before. They're not rewriting anything that's been discussed or has been shown before. That's, it's all new. I mean, and even if Marcus is is you know like, oh, I didn't know that. It's like, well, I don't tell you everything. It's like, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> How? Who are we to argue? Armando Armas. He's the guy that's going around and killing everybody, and who's like. You know, going up against Mike Lowry, kicking his ass. The super-powered uh, yeah, assassin. Yeah, he definitely seems that way at times. But then when it's played for the reveal, and then it's like, this is your son, and you see him side by side, and you're like, you know what? Yeah, like, hang on. I can kind of see it. <laughs> I had to actually think, I was like, you know how Will Smith is always putting his sons in movies? I was like, right. is this like that forgotten son that we never see in anything? But it's not him. And then Different just, guy. you know, so a third act, the big fight, he finds out that Mike is actually his dad. Because remember, his motivation from the beginning was avenging his father. Mm. And, you know, Mike was one of the cops, the arresting officers. and every... So he was wanting revenge, and it turns out that that wasn't his dad. <laughs> like, Mike <laughs> was his dad all along. And then you've got the big thing, and then Isabel's down, and then she's up, she's screeching, there's fire. She gets the Hans Gruber falling backwards <laughs> to her death, which was pretty gruesome. But the last thing she does before falling is she actually shoots her son. And I thought, oh, well, that's a nice, clean way of getting this out of the way for Bad Boys 4. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mike, can you yeah. remember when you had a son? Oh, oh yeah, you did. know, that was a long time ago. No, but you didn't die. We'll get a post credit scene. Yeah. Did you stick around for that? I did. Well, but, but I mean, he legit didn't die. Like he was taken away in an ambulance. He did, but then... I assume that means... Oh, that he goes, fine. but the post credit scene is Mike saying, like, do you want to take some time off your sentence? If so, I've got a job for you. And that leads into the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Maybe. That's what it felt like. 
Yeah, I, ah, I just don't give me Mike Lowry and, and son. son in the next movie. <laughs> you know, let's not allow I, Martin Lawrence to. I mean, I don't know if he retired before, but let's keep him employed. I got to admit, like I enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed the majority of it. I even enjoyed this this reveal and this plot point and this backstory to you know Mike's character. But uh, there is a part of me that it does. I just feel like there's issue with the fact that it's like, oh, he's had this son this whole time. He's he was a really bad dude. Now he's locked up. So it's like, yeah, like it's like, oh, look, we never had a son character. We want we want to pass the torch in potentially the fourth movie. So let's just make this character here. It feels yeah, no, I don't want that. Do not want that. But like, I feel like bad boys has to be Michael Marcus. Yeah, it has to be. You know, more so than Marcus, I would say Mike is the one. I guess he's got. More going on the background, like Marcus becomes a grandfather or pop pop, and mm-hmm. Mike finds out that he's a dad. But I feel like there's there's a lot more development going on with Mike as a character, and then the whole thing at the end is oh he's okay to hold a baby now. You know there's a very much a thing. Young Marcus okay. he wasn't <laughs> able to hold, and now he's okay holding the baby. He goes to see his son. I with this fourth movie that's happening just. I'm okay with the son being out there, but I don't want him to be instrumental in what's going on. Yeah. Because he, he did, he killed so many people. Like, you know, Oh, that's it. Like, you know, you can't redeem. Oh, then again, oh no, that was going to be a Star Wars spoiler. I won't say that. What if they, what if they like <laughs> Hannibal Lecter and where they just, they use him as, you know, a reference. <laughs> yeah, but he's not that kind of person though. Cause you know, what he, does he know? He doesn't hey, know. Hey, you know what? What I've just remembered right here, right now, he made a point of saying, I never kill innocents. Mm. So they've already put it out there before revealing he's Mike's son. He only kills bad guys. Or people that he's intending on killing. Because yeah, like, Mike's not a bad guy, but do you know what I mean? He, like, he killed... Or who he's contracted to, or his mum was telling him to kill. Like He went for the judges, the lawyers, and Mike. Oh, yeah. Like, but I mean, then he had the... Debatable if they're innocent. But I mean... But in, in, in the street, you know, he could have... Shot Mike through the bystander, but he refused. Mm. Anyway, anyway, I'm hoping that no, he, I don't know. you know, it's playing the son. He was good in this. I would be okay if they moved away, because you know we're only spending like two hours at a time with these characters. We don't have to get all the family in every time. Like you can just give me a movie. It's just no, that's empty. true. Yeah, and then well, Bad Boys Five. It's like, hey, bring the bring the son back. He's you know he's reformed. He's out. He's doing stuff. He got community service. And Marcus, <laughs> your daughter, she's grown up now and she's on the force. I don't want that. Really they could do another it. TV spin-off. Is that still going? Uh, yeah, it's been picked up for a second season. Oh, What's that know. called? LA. LA's finest. That's right. <laughs> I managed a couple of episodes, and in Gabriel Union, they brought her back from Bad Boys 2. She plays Marcus's younger sister. They name-check her in this when they reference that Yeah, Mike once dated her. But in the TV series, Ernie Hudson plays Marcus's dad. That I like. Let's get Ernie <laughs> Hudson in the next oh, Bad so Boys movie. Have, yeah, yeah so that'd be, that'd be cool. The music, though, before we... I think we're close to our rating. Before we get to that, let's talk about the music. I love the score of Bad Boys from that first, second, and third movie. You know, the composer in Bad Boys, the first one, was Mark Mancini. I recognise that. Yeah, I yeah. recognise it. I, again, I watched it recently. I'm like, why do I know that name? My eldest daughter, she's passed it now, but she went through a massive 
Moana phase, the Disney movie, he scored that. Oh, for real? So from Bad Boys to Moana. Hey, uh... He was going (laughs) to score the second movie, Creative Differences, and he left the project. I think it was Trevor Rabin who took over. But this movie, though, it is Lorne Balfe, who did the score for Mission Impossible Fallout, the Lego Batman movie, and Terminator Genesis, and no doubt many more. (laughs) But we we get him in this. But they get that bad boys. I like the music, man. The, you know, you've got the cops thing. You've always got like yeah. you know bad boys, bad boys. You know, and that's that's brilliant. But I love the da, 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 da. yeah. Oh, it's so good, and it's that music is just so iconic to me. I love that as a theme, and it's not until I'm watching a bad boys movie that I remember how much I love that music. It's fantastic. No, really, yeah, just. Another, just another layer of and, it, um, and you can play awesomeness in this movie. At subtle moments, like it's not a big bombastic theme, but it's quite subtle. It does work on and like it works those... really well. They can turn it up. They yeah. can have it so it's in the background. I was gonna say like slower moments, but you know, not so much for you know, the the talky parts. But yeah, just for when things aren't really where it's stealthy or you know they're jumping off stuff. You know the you know the scene with the motorbike and the guy gets like the the thing on his head and he marks his poke. What? <laughs> you know he gets the big bump on the head and oh right, oh yeah, poke the bump. Or I the bruise, thought yeah. that whole nightclub scene and then that chase and it, I thought that was like the final. That's how big that middle of the movie it, scene it was. I thought big, that was the yeah. the end of the movie. I was I, like, oh. I don't know if it was just my screening or my age. But it was very loud. <laughs> was it very loud for you? I, do you know what? I, I, every now and then I like to talk about my actual experience going to the cinema. We accidentally bought tickets to um, like a the theatre that had like the reclining lounges. It wasn't like a yeah, golf that's what I had. Yeah. Yeah. But at Cinemax. Yeah, the Cinemax. But right. the ones with the, the one I was like, oh, we paid extra. Why? Seventeen dollars. And that's, remember how I that's said where I, I it, wasn't yeah. really enthusiastic to actually go see this movie. So I was trying to pay as little as possible, and then we ended up, you know, forking out for recline. Anyway. I was fully reclined. Anyway. <laughs> we were sitting fairly close to the front of the screen. It's huge. Everything's glossy, shiny. Like blowing yeah. your hair back. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, it was loud. Yeah. Okay, but good. But do you know what? Because the movie was good, I was happy with where I was, how I was sitting, reclined, feet up, listening to the loud explosions and the bad boys tune and... The shots of like Miami, and I'm just like, this is beautiful. Like, this the is- shot of the Miami sign and the plane going over. This time they're actually on the plane. <laughs> oh, the, the line. What is it? Ride together, die together. Or is it fly together, die together? Yeah, that guy on the plane is. freaks out. No, no, it's just something we say. <laughs> that scene on the plane. It's great. Oh, just it's really good. We have to switch seats. The guy is like, yes, we do. It's a funny movie. It is a funny movie. And I love. I love buddy cop movies and, and Bad Boys has always been a favourite. And we're still said to be getting another Rush Hour movie. Eddie Murphy's doing Beverly Hills Cop 4 for Netflix. Yeah. Maybe it's coming back. If this is the example of how it works, then yes, that'd get me more excited for Rush Hour, uh, Beverly Hills Cop, all of those to come back. Did you ever see the Rush Hour TV series? I watched the first episode. I did 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrendous. I said in the first episode, I did about half an hour. <laughs> okay, good. Um, so the rating then, not on Rush Hour, but on Bad Boys for <laughs> right. Life. Um, yeah, really good time. I, <laughs> I enjoyed it. And I mean, I walked out and I said to the missus, I was like, 
because she knew how I felt, you know, going into it. And I just said to her, I was like, that was so much better. I'll say it again here because I've said it like four times. It was so much better than I thought it was going to be. And it really was. Um, yeah, I just had a good time. But I still, you know, have a bit of issue with like, you know, the plot with the sun reveal and what that's going to happen. Um, but I'll give it a happy four. Like, go out, watch it. Four out of five. I like the movie. And I'm I'm there with you. I had a lot of fun with this. I was trying not to be too overhyped because, you know, we've talked <laughs> about it here and we've talked about it off air. I've been really excited for this movie, just having such a strong love of those first two movies. And it's not as good as those two movies for me, but it is a really enjoyable action comedy. I had a lot of fun. And my enjoyment for this, really, I knew it was going to come down to their chemistry. They had it then. Do they still but, have it? Yes. And, and they do. It's like they really have not skipped a beat. I had so much fun with this, just like you. Four out of five. Good start to the year with this being our first review of the year. Two fours. I'm having a good run with movies this month. I just want to put that out there right now. <laughs> I'm not, but I'll talk about it on, on the next episode. You've been episode. watching some old movies. Oh, no, 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 I'm talking about new movies. Oh, just okay. new movies, but I have been watching older movies. But yeah, no, when we do our movie show, Maybe which we'll is coming out later this week, I will talk about a terrible movie. But anyway, I'll get to, I'll get to that. <laughs> in your recommends? Anyway. <laughs> not in my recommends. That's it for our review of Bad Boys for Life. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Films You Podcast. We also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. And all our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmsdewpodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent reviews of Six Underground and Jumanji, The Next Level have a recent episode looking at Pennyworth and Rewind Review will soon be looking at Galaxy Quest from 1999. Our next review from that film, Stu, Uncut Gems. Adam Sandler. All thanks to Netflix. <laughs> I was waiting on a theatrical release here in Australia. Not happening. Netflix have us covered. End of January, I think it January is. January 31st. Cool. Sounds good. 2020 is off to a good start. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon. <laughs>